Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome everyone to another week of Will's Take on Sports. I am Will Walker. I'm going to be joined today uh, by two gentlemen that will give their opinion on sports also. Um, it was a tough weekend for this Miami Canes fan as the Canes did suffer their first loss of the season up in Pittsburgh, and the Dolphins are just the Dolphins. What else can I say? So, all right, let's get ready to get started. And um, if, if Mike, if you're listening, I hope you feel better. Mike Walker will not be joining us today. All right, here we go. <laughs> Another week, we're recording another podcast episode here for this week of November the 27th. Um, first, I want to welcome my usual uh, co-host, Mr. Zach Flournoy, to the show. Zach, what's up? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. And we're going to be joined today by Eric. He's going to be standing in for Mike Walker again, who is out. I hope Mike feels better. He's having mouth surgery. Eric, how you doing? And welcome to Will Take on Sports. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Will. And I do hope that Mike feels better soon. <laughs> All right, we do. We do also. And speaking of hopefully feeling better, I, I begin to feel better going into Saturday morning after my Canes were defeated 24 to 14 in Pittsburgh on Black Friday. It was a tough L for the Canes to take. Um, they look in upset. That's that's the best way to put it. Um, they look lethargic, and Pitt looked like the hungrier team. And before I get your opinion, I want to welcome this young man to the show. I reached out to him, good old <clears throat> Mr. Tony Jones. Mr. Jones, welcome this week to the recording on Will's Take on Sports. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good, brother. <clears throat> How you doing, Zach? I'm well, man. Welcome again. <laughs> Glad to hear from you, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Tony, I want you to meet. Me. Tony, okay. I want you to meet. I want you to meet Eric. Eric, meet Tony, and and Eric's All right, Eric. Also, Tony. Oh, hey, Tony. How are you? Welcome, welcome. Thank you. All right. While while you were coming in, and I was in, and I was um, talking to Zach about Miami looking so inept on Friday. Zach, what is your take on the Hurricanes' defeat? The unranked and four win, then four win team, the Pitt Panthers. Mr. Zach. Oh, you know, without a doubt, it hurt and bothered me. But I, will, I guess I'm gonna, what I'm about to say, you may not like it. If anyone would have told me going into this season, Miami would be 10 and 1 at the end of it, I would have called them a liar. I would have said, You're lying. So I thought, I'm thinking about it like that. And I and no one I never want to be a loser. Don't get me wrong. No, never want to take an L, never. And especially at that time of year. But if anyone told me at the end of the year Miami's gonna be ten and one, I would have said no freaking way. So I take that. I'm just gonna be positive with it, man. I take that ten and one. And a hey, many people are not ten and one. I.e. Tony Jones, them Gators, them Seminoles. <laughs> 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 so I, I mean, I'm, I'm brighter and happier today. Don't get me wrong. On Friday, oh, it hurt. And you know, living here in Atlanta, oh boy, I got the business. But you know what killed me? I got the business from Alabama fans. So I really was okay come Saturday. All was well at the end of the day, Saturday night. Well, you know, well, so you, you don't want to feel better because somebody else is a liar. Me. You could have called me a liar <laughs> at the beginning of the year because remember, I said that the Canes will be ten and two this season, and I did. You but did. I said they will be. T- I was. I said they'd be ten and two, and they will be ACC champion, um, preferably right. beating Florida State one or two times, but they only played Florida State once. So right. <laughs> my record. I mean, I may um, actually predicted their record, but anyway, uh, Tony. Dan Mullen is your new head coach. I think this guy's been trying to get in the state of Florida for the past 10 years. He's applied twice for the Miami job um, before right. Al Golden got hired, and then after Al Golden got fired. Um, and both times Miami went in a different direction. But I think this is a great hire for the University of Florida. You are an alum. What is your take on Mr. Dan Mullen now running the Gators, uh, running Gator Nation? Uh I'll be honest with you, he was not my first choice, but I'm excited, ecstatic that he's there. Uh, just listen to his 
uh, acceptance speech. And, you know, of course, they all say the right thing. I just, looking at Florida, McIlwain had lost the team. And from the time that he left until now, it's just it's only gotten worse. And, mm-hmm. you know, not making an excuse, you know, you got you have 85 scholarship players. They're down to 53 before the game started, and they had a couple more hurt. So between the nine that were suspended and the other 22 or 23 that are hurt, you're going to mm-hmm. have some bumps and bruises. And I think we've lost a lot in recruiting in the sense that McIlwain, you know, we had one quarterback. So you couldn't take True. Frank Frank's out of the game. So that speaks to what McIlwain did while he was there in three years. So um, I'm ecstatic that um, uh, Mullen is there. I think from an offensive standpoint, he can definitely help. I think they need to keep Randy Shannon so you can recruit the state of Miami. And um, keep it moving, right? So you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm glad we have a coach in place now because going into recruiting, that was going to be used against us. Of course, and, and I was um, hoping that y'all didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? When I think about Miami losing, uh, one of my best friends told me at the beginning of the year. He said, "If Miami gets for five and zero, he said, man, watch out. He said this could be their championship year. He said Mark Rick is due." because of the way they did him at Georgia, and now he's back home. Um, I was surprised that Miami lost. It was a trap game. You know, you, you've been playing very, very well, and then you end up in a situation where you're playing flat. And mm-hmm. Pittsburgh had nothing to lose. You know, it would be the equivalent of Clemson playing NC State. I mean, who, right. who would think that? And um, you get caught in one of those games, and it's like once the momentum swings, it's like running in quicksand. And, uh, you know, I'm watching Miami. I was over in Clearwater at the beach, and I was like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. No, man, this can't be right. But, you know, once once you, once you Miami beat Florida State, I thought, I said, man, these guys can go to the next championship. They still can. And the sad reality is Miami can help Alabama get back in it. That's interesting, Tony, that you bring that up. That's interesting because we're going to yeah. get into that in a little bit. Let me get Eric's opinion. Um, what is your take from any game this weekend, whether um, that, that piqued your interest, Eric, um, over robbery weekend? Um, well, I, I think, um, well, being a Florida State fan, I was, uh, I was pretty pleased with the performance of the defense uh, this past weekend against the Gators. I know the, you know, the UF, they, you know, like, like what Tony was saying, they have a lot of suspensions and injuries this year, and and uh, I feel for Felipe Franks, being a Wakulla County native as well. Um, I, I I do hope that he finds some chance to improve over the off season, just as a you know as a hometown uh, guy, kind of rooting for him, even though he's he's a Gator. But uh, you know that's that's going to be Mullen's first task is uh, solving the quarterback problem. I think down in U.S. and either developing what they have or bringing someone in that you know, from the recruiting class, maybe redshirting them or something. It might be a couple seasons in the works. But uh, anyways, I, I, was, I was pleased with the way the defense played. Um, the offense was lackluster, but that's just the way the Seminoles are. The offense has been all year. So um, I'm, I'm also happy for the chance for the for the bowl streak to continue. And uh, I'm uh, very interested to see how this weekend goes and, with ULM and and uh, whether or not this is Coach Fisher's last game too. So I, I, I do hope question. to be in attendance. Mm-hmm. That was my question. Yeah. Does he go or does he stay? Does he go or does he stay? I think he'll end in up your opinion. staying. I think he'll end up staying. But um, you know, it's it's yet to be said. He hasn't denied anything yet. He hasn't come out and he doesn't. You know, I understand not wanting to comment on it at this point in time, but. It would be uh, kind of a sense of relief for Florida State fans to hear him say, "I'm not going anywhere." You know, he, you know, he can. If he doesn't want to comment whether he's going or not, I understand, but I think that there's nothing stopping him from saying he's definitely not going anywhere. But I, I think that honestly, he just hasn't make, made up his mind yet. Uh, Texas A&M, like we were talking before the show, they they seem to be all in on him, and and um, they're kind of rolling the dice to try and lure. Jimbo, and if they do, I'd be impressed because it's something that LSU wasn't able to do, and um, I think that there's a, 
uh, sentiment in Tallahassee too that you know for the fans who are kind of disgruntled with uh, the idea that that you know it, it, there seems to be a lot of rumors surrounding Jimbo every year the last few seasons on whether he stays or not and that's my question and it's kind of frustrating to a couple of the fans up here I think. Mm-hmm. That's my question, Eric. I think that um, I think this is getting a little tiresome to the people that uh, make the decisions at FSU, not just the fans, but the people that at the board of trustees, the ADs, um, the, the administration. I think this is getting a little tiresome. Every year they hear of a, somebody's flirting with Jimbo Fisher. I think the LSU thing was just a leverage thing, in my opinion. I think this Texas A&M thing is real. And I equated this to uh, to another FSU fan. It's almost like your wife keeps saying, look, if you don't get together, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And then eventually you say, right. okay, bye. I think this is where FSU may just be with him right about now. Like, look, okay, look, if you stay, you stay. If you don't, bye. <laughs> we'll, right. find, we'll, we'll get right. a coach here because this is a good program. Anybody, jump in on that. You know, I think um... – Jimbo has had some hurt feelings, and some of the fans, like Eric said earlier, have been saying some things that, you know, probably rather in the wrong way. And uh-huh. Texas A&M will probably give him more authority, decision-making power over there, plus mm-hmm. $7.5 million a year. I yep. mean, Texas A&M is one of the richest schools out oh, there. Yes. And, and whatever, they, whatever Jimbo says he needs, I agree with you, mm. Will, that years ago um, – LSU was just leverage. You know, he didn't want to go anywhere. This year's been tough. You know, we've heard since 1985, Florida State's got their top five recruiting class. And the reality is, what have those top five recruiting classes brought? And since Jimbo got in there and won fairly quickly, everybody expected him to keep doing it. But when you're on top, this guy was an innovator. But people start leaving early. They're not staying in school. You get injuries going on. There's so many pieces that you have to manage outside mm-hmm. of just being a coach. And the stress of being in Tallahassee can just can get to you. You know, he's in a, uh, he's in a smaller market, so everybody's paying attention to him. You think the Hurricanes, you got professional teams there, this, that, and other. Right. Mm-hmm. Florida, State is, Florida State is it in Tallahassee. Right. And that microcosm, that fishbowl that he's in, you know, some people take that, you know, for granted, but I just think, man, that pressure of trying to win, you got the board of trustees, you got the athletic director, and everybody, hey, what are you going to do? And Jimbo's not doing it. The guy's an innovator, and people want him. So you're going to have that every year anyway. Right. Dad, go ahead. What, you, what is your opinion about it? Oh, you know, my opinion is I hope you leave for the simple fact that it helps Miami recruiting. Anything that helps Miami, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm being so Leave it to, leave it <laughs> to okay. Zach to bring it. To bring it home for us, but Zach has not oh, lost yeah. his mind. But I, but Zach, no. I'm going to tell you who have lost their mind. Hold I on. think you're losing your mind. Have you lost your mind? Boy, have you lost your mind? You done lost your motherfucking mind. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is a segment that we do on this show every week, and one and and the person and the two people that have lost their mind are. Akeem Talib <laughs> and, and Mr. Crabtree, Mr. Michael Crabtree. Hey, um, entertainment at its finest. What the football? It, no, that's not it is, that time. is not entertainment at its finest. <laughs> that is actually that's a mugging and that's a mugging and it was theft. First of all, to snatch a man's chain off two years in a row on the streets, you aren't right. supposed to get into a fisticuff over that. I mean, you don't snatch a man's right. chain two years in a row. I mean, that's yeah. just that's that's not that's not culture. But um, I'm going to tell you what really made this all funny for me. I mean, first of all, Crabtree is an idiot because he took his helmet off, and then, and then, right. he, can, then he wanted to wildly swing at Tlaib while Tlaib still had his helmet on. And yeah, Crabtree, I'm like, man, you're a receiver. You're <laughs> and he had his chain still in his head. So this, this, this was quite comedy to me again. I wasn't in the midst of it. But I got another one. Uh, another I think you're losing your mind. Have you lost your mind? Boy, have you lost your mind? You didn't lost your motherfucking mind. This one goes to the to the game uh, between Alabama and I forgot their opponent, but Alabama finished that game with three players on the floor because of a brawl. 
Oh, right. What happened at the end of that game? And Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson was laughing about the situation. Him and it was, it was Alabama and Minnesota. Avery Johnson yeah. and Richard Petito were laughing about the situation. Avery Johnson, well, Avery Johnson said, well, we deserved it. Well, he had three players on the floor. So, I mean, right. hey, you talk about so really who you have lost your mind moment in sports. Those yeah. were two instances for me. Um, that did it. I just could not believe it when I saw it. Crabtree and um, Khalid was just hilarious. That that if you follow my Instagram page, I put that up immediately after it happened. As soon as oh, I saw yeah. it come across right. the red zone ticker, I put it up immediately because yeah. it was so funny. All right, Zach. Something else that we continue that we do that we started doing a couple weeks ago. All right, this is what we do. We uh, tell you who we think, well, I think, who was simply the best performances over the weekend in pro and college football. In pro football, quarterback Carson, uh, Je- oh, my bad, Jared Goff, 354 yards and two touchdowns in their win over the New Orleans Saints. Also, Tevin Coleman, um, Atlanta Falcons running back, 93 bills short of 100 yards. So, yeah, 97 yards and two touchdowns. And Julio Jones absolutely went nuts in that game against Tampa Bay yesterday, 253 yards and two touchdowns. In college, we have Mackenzie Milton from UCF in their big-time win in their rivalry game with USF. He threw for 373 yards and four passing touchdowns. Kerryon Johnson in his rivalry game for Auburn, and he's I don't know what his status is for this week, but they definitely need him against Georgia. But anyway, he had 104 yards and one rushing touchdown against a stout Alabama defense. And Tyree McCants for USF in that game. Again, in the I-4, in the war on I-4, he had 227 yards and only one touchdown. Quentin Flowers is really a good quarterback. Miami should have recruited him at quarterback and not safety. Just saying Al Golden, but he's gone. Anyway, <laughs> also, yesterday the pros, the Dolphins got home again um, against the New England Patriots. They have not won there since 2008. Um, and they won't win there again for probably another 10 years as long as Belichick and Brady are still there. Just saying. Then that's just the way it looks. Wow. Dolphins just look horrible. Uh, Gronkowski. I don't understand how. Maybe it's the coverage, Tony. Maybe maybe you may have have to help me with coverage concepts. If the corner is sinking, or maybe they're playing zone, shouldn't he be in the end zone when the ball's at the five yard line instead of sucked up at the five yard line and trying to cover the back <laughs> in the flat? Shouldn't he be back a little bit? I know I'm just asking. Yeah, no, because you play. No, no, yeah, Shouldn't he yeah, be definitely. In the end yeah. Zone? Right. Yeah, exactly. the only way the only way he wouldn't be there is if you had a safety over the top. Okay, and right. If you don't see that, and if you don't see a safety there, that's all him. And um, you would think, man, you're getting paid. Why? How do you lose your mind or go blank at that point? I mean, yeah, you know, you get that you get that stare from the coach at that point, like, dude. Right. And if you're a bubble guy, you you normally gone. You well, know, so he, he I, I got just, rid of himself. He got rid of himself yeah, in that game. Exactly. He threw a punch against Amadola. He he actually made a good play, yeah. one play, and then he absolutely <clears> lost <throat> his mind also um, in that game. Mm-hmm. He threw a punch against Amadola, but I don't blame him. I'd be frustrated too with the Dolphins' defensive play calling. I, I, I can't yeah. blame him, not for throwing a punch, but just the frustration. But again, Kiko Alonso was covering his area, and he looked at the corner like, why are you sucked up? Why are you that far up in there at five? Yep. And right. we yep. all know they're going to throw the ball to Gronkowski. I know yep. it. The people in the stands know it. The Dolphins know it. And yet he caught two touchdowns. You know, I have a friend that graduated from UCF um, a couple of years ago, Clayton Gellers. He was starting safety for the Colts. Mm-hmm. So one day he was talking to me about Gronkowski. And I said, here's four things that you need to do. I said, first of all, you got to stay on top of him. Secondly, don't let him touch you. He said, what do you mean? I said, the guy's a big guy. I said, if you remember Michael Irvin playing, Michael Irvin's going to come down here. He's not fast. He puts his head in your chest, knocks yep. you off balance, turns around, and when he catches the ball, now you got to deal with 220 pounds of man at you. <laughs> so, you know, don't go with the fake. He's not grunk out. He's not going to outrun you. But if he gets close to you, he's going to put his hands on you or he's going to put his body on you. So, when you know these things, you play to your strength and not his. And, you know, you can get caught in that no man's land like that. Maybe he, he lost his mind. I didn't think myself like, what? So, you know, you see stuff in college when people do that, but when they get to the professional level, normally it's a long coverage. This guy just looks like he, I mean, everybody in the state knows where it's going. I mean, women, right. 
that's doing the, the, the tailgate no. Don't say that. Don't 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 go there. Don't go there. Don't get somebody got in trouble for talking about. <laughs> Can't oh do. yeah yeah okay. yeah. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, <laughs> just kidding, man, just kidding. Because, hey, because look, if Tasha was on here, Tasha would be eating me up. Right. <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys, coming up this week, um, we got we got very good games. These are basically quarterfinal quarterfinals games um, for the playoffs um, because I've never seen conference championship games look like this. All the top ten, most of the top ten teams are going to be – be playing in the conference championship games. If you look, number one, Clemson will be playing against, well, number seven, Miami. We got um, number two, Auburn, with, well, I think number two, Auburn, going against number six, Georgia. Um, and then we got Ohio State, which will probably be ranked eighth. They're going against number four, Wisconsin. And we got mm-hmm. number four, Oklahoma, going up against number nine, TCU. So this is basically a quarterfinals matchup. And I'm willing to say this, and I want to know if you guys disagree that the teams that win the ACC and the SEC championship will be in the in the playoffs. Anybody, what is your thought process about that? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep, um, I do. But, yeah, even with uh, Auburn's uh, having two losses, um, if they were to win against Georgia, uh, you know, they've just got done beating Alabama then a couple of weeks before Georgia, of course, and yeah, uh, that's two number one teams in a, less than a month, so that's uh, pretty impressive. Now think about this: they also lost to Clemson when Clemson was number one. That's true. That was a that was a pretty so a pretty close one. That would be yeah, an interesting so, uh, matchup if they made it in there. You know what? They're gonna have to open the thing. They're gonna have to. Yeah. But dude, I well, mean, so what? What do you do with me? And I, I don't. I don't want. Alabama, I'm not sound white. Alabama. What do you do with a one-loss Alabama? Because they're trying to put Alabama back in, and they definitely put, trying to put Ohio State back in. If Ohio State, if back Ohio in. State so, beats if, if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, Alabama's in. Uh-huh. If TCU upsets Oklahoma, Alabama's definitely in. But I'm trying to tell yeah. you that if, if 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 Ohio State pulls that upset against Wisconsin or TCU does either, either way, and they both lose, Alabama's definitely in. But I think yeah. if they're in. If one if one of those two things happen, they're in. They're in that because uh, they, they're going to be sitting at five. They're, Miami's going to fall at seven. <clears throat> Georgia's going to go to six, and Alabama's going to go to five. So, so, so you it. mean to tell me uh, a conference? And, and I'm I'm being I'm being pessimistic. That's what, yeah, uh, optimistic. Whatever the word may be. Sorry. If Miami mm-hmm. wins the ACC, so they still they they they're still out. That's no, what you're Miami's saying. in. No, I'm saying Miami. I'm saying the ACC champion, whoever it is, is in. And then the SEC yeah. champion, who's whoever that is, is in. What I'm saying is, if Wisconsin loses oh, okay. to Ohio State, mm-hmm. Alabama's in. And if Oklahoma yeah. loses to TCU, Alabama's in. That's that's what I'm and telling I, you. So, go ahead, Tony. I'll give you a for instance. You remember when Florida played Florida State for the national championship, and Florida State beat Florida, and then mm-hmm. Nebraska went and beat Texas, or vice versa. And Bobby Bob was like, I don't want to play them again because with Spurrier, if it's a blowout, you know you lost. If it's close, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, <clears throat> Alabama hadn't impressed me all year. But mm-hmm. if you give, what's his name, a couple weeks and he doesn't have to play in the conference championship to just, you know, sit and wait to see what's going to happen, his team's going to be prepared. That's um, true. Yes, they are. Now, his quarterback has been at a deficit the past couple weeks. And I would say if Miami's quarterback shows up, they can beat Clemson. I truly believe that. Right. But if he plays like he did the other week, it's going to be a long day. It's on him and it's also on Miami's defense to actually tackle this week and actually stop yeah. the run because if they yeah, give ETN yeah. a crease, they give ETN a crease, it's, it's a wrap. Um, Miami's gonna, yeah. All Miami's got to do is just copy Florida State. And I know guys tell me, yeah, you can't copy another team. I get it. Just do yeah. some semblance of it. Just do what Florida Man, look, State Miami, did. Miami, Miami's got athletes everywhere. Miami's got exactly. athletes everywhere. If they show up, you know, and handle their business, they'll be okay. All they got to do is just give them a picture of that halftime uh, when they were losing 42 to nothing in Clemson and go to the locker room. And if another Clemson fan tells me it was a disciplinarian situation, I'm going to oh, call God. it BS. I'm going to again yeah. call it BS because it was yeah. BS when it happened then. I don't. 
Listen, if that's a close yeah. game, he would have did his discipline. He would have did his discipline in the locker room. He would have yeah. did it in the locker room. But because it was forty-two to zero, and he made it evident of his disdain for Miami and what was going on. I know it about the pregame shenanigans, but he made it evident. Yeah. Dabo Sweeney. Let me say. Let me say this very carefully. Dabo Sweeney is an arrogant dude. He is very yeah. arrogant, and he and he's good though. So he has the right yeah. to be arrogant. I mean, Jimmy Johnson was that way, but uh-huh. he didn't. He did that to play mind games, and yeah. it, and 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 it really it, it it stung people that are true. I guess you would say Miami fans like me that go back in the day. Oh no, this ain't Tony. If a team had done yeah. that to Florida, what would be Ooh. the consequence when you guys came out of the locker room? Man, let me tell you something. Back when I got to Florida and we played like mm-hmm. Miami, you already knew. Man, we we trying to go to the movie tonight before, and some of the Miami players showed up in the Aventura Mall. I'm like, uh-huh. you talking about guys are crazy. That was my true freshman year. I was like, man, what the heck is this? <laughs> so when they were talking about they were calling Bosworth, I was like, man, that's small. I mean, these dudes came to the mall. We were out there. You know, you go to team movie the night before. Right. Like, yeah, man, that's such and such over there. I was like, dude, they were selling out like they about to pull out some guns. They want to fight. I was like, and as a freshman, a true freshman, I'm thinking to myself, man, they crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I played there, you know, you got a coach saying, so I was like, man, you know, we're going to shut him up. We're going to hit them right in the mouth. And, and mm-hmm. you know, um, Clemson, Clemson, how can I say it? They have a well-rounded team, but they go as their quarterback goes. And their little, right. little white guy, what's his name? Um, the receiver. Uh, you got to give him credit. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yes. yeah, he was a yes. quarterback yes. and come out there his right. freshman year and played, I mean, the kid, he he reminds me of a receiver from, um, like he like he'd be good at uh, Patriots, but he's fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. almost like Miami's receiver, um, Burials. Burials, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, the the they're the same player. They're, they're, they're the same, same player. player. Mm-hmm. Man, what happened to the running back at at uh, Penn State? He, he just lie. had Tony. He just he had – what happened was he ran into that three-game stretch where they played uh, Penn State, Michigan – no, they played Michigan, Ohio State, and then Michigan State. Michigan State. And every – and oh, one – Oh, yeah. You they know put this. them nine people up there. They, yeah, they put them nine people up there, and they said make sure <laughs> their quarterback more sorely can't beat us. It's the same mm-hmm. thing I, I think that uh, Fromm has had – that's why Fromm struggled in that game against Auburn and Jordan Hare. Because mm-hmm. Auburn mm-hmm. said he can't throw. He's a freshman. He can't read. He can't read coverages. Yep. They exactly. they basically yep. make it easy for him with the running game. He 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 fakes the handoff. You know, it's play action. They give him one read, and it's easy because mm-hmm. all your linebackers are fucked up trying to stop Michelle or uh, Chubb. So yeah, it's the same exactly. it's the same concept. You know, he and, and and there's no guy. There's nobody backing up um, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. 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 Hey Eric, here's a question for Eric. Do you think yeah. they rate, Florida rates maintains Randy Shannon? Because I hope they don't. Because I do, sure don't want him recruiting in Miami. I'll be honest with you. You think they make, uh, they're going to retain him? Retaining Randy the Shannon? Staff? Yes. So you get rid of the whole with, coaching with, staff. With the, with the Hurricanes? They didn't already, they didn't no, already no, pay what, Randy. I'd be surprised if he left. They they probably secured him before um, any coach came right, in. Okay. And they probably already told the coach, this guy needs to stay here. And 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 well, Mullen already know the out. talent. Uh huh. Yeah yeah yeah. So what about I would Corey? think that they would have already. They would have. What about Corey, Corey Dale? Is, is Corey, Corey Dale? Is he still there? Uh, I, I don't know. know. He's he's I don't know. actually he's the yeah, key Tony. Uh, actually actually Corey actually Corey Bell has a better relationship in Miami recruiting than Randy Shannon does. Wow, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why I just helped you with that. But anyway, that's yeah. that's, that's the truth. Corey Bell. No, yeah, Tony. I, I, I want them to get rid of Randy Shane. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Strictly because of recruiting wise. Yeah. Okay. Because well, Randy goes into these houses and they, you know, they see this, you know, the, the brother. And like, oh, and he's you know, articulate. He's smart, and he does know you're talking about when it comes to defense. Yeah. Hey, coaching. Heck yeah. no. Coach material. Some people are Batman. Some people are Robin. He's definitely Robin when it yeah, comes to coaching. He's okay? Robin, yeah. <laughs> yep. He's a coordinator, but he's a hell of a recruiter. He was a good coach. Definitely. He just gave. He just. He just. He just trusted the wrong people. That was his problem. He trusted yeah. the wrong people when exactly. he was at. Uh, when he was the Miami coach, he trusted uh, Clint Hurt. Enough said about that. Yeah. 
I'm going to leave that alone. And that's, that was his problem. And Clint Hurt trusted Nevin Shapiro. Remember that, Zach? Yep. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I don't want to remember. Trust me, I don't want to remember. That's all I can say about that. All right, guys, let's get into some of the, let's get into these conference games and get into these picks. Um, I need, I want to know from Eric, um, can Ohio State beat Wisconsin? I think their game is, their game is off. Is it Friday night or Saturday night? Which one? Uh, this Saturday. I think the only game on Friday is going to be um, the Pac-12 game. Right. Okay. So can, so can Ohio State win? In this game. Can they win? Uh, yes, they can win. I think it's going to be a, one of the closer games uh, out of these uh, five Power Five games. Um, I do. I think they'll win, though. I, I don't think they will. I think Wisconsin will uh, edge it out. But I do think Ohio State they can win if they, if they play their game. Zach, what is your thought? Oh, I mean, of course they can win. I mean, without a doubt. Um, and you know, part of me think they are going to win. I'm, I don't know why, and I don't want. I'm not an Ohio State fan, but part of me said they are going to win. You know, but hey, playing Wisconsin, you know how they do. Those big uglies they have up front on both sides, and their discipline. God knows they're disciplined. They, they're gonna do their thing. But can they win? Of course. Tony is Wisconsin for real. Will they be able to justify their undefeated record this weekend? I'm still doubting them. I think, you know, anybody that's undefeated, you know, you got to give them credit. But if JT Barrett shows up, it's going to be a long day. Because with Wisconsin, Wisconsin, they got the big uglies on both sides. Like you say, they're disciplined. But I want to know what they do if they get down two or three touchdowns to Ohio State. Oh, yeah, see, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, they can't come back. I don't see them coming back. You're right. Definitely not built to come back. Yeah, so if JT Barrett comes in and does what he can do, and you know he's not flaky, it can be a long day for Wisconsin. And I think what it'll be a, to, a good. Go ahead. What if what if Ohio State has to go with the the red shirt freshman Haskins at quarterback instead of JT Barrett? Ooh, that's right, because uh, Barrett got hurt, didn't he? That's right. Yes, he oh, did. You're right. That's a different uh, ball game, there. Yeah, that's a different ball game, yeah. Yeah, so some more with, with that, yeah, yeah. With that, with that being said, I'm not familiar with that that young quarterback. And if he's not the athlete that JT Barrett is, um, then both sides of the ball for Ohio State will really have to, you know, play. Hopefully, they can platoon because when uh, Wisconsin put those big bodies on you, by the end of the second quarter, you're ready to go in the, the locker room, ice up. And you still got another half to play. Right. I think we're going to see what, what Wisconsin is made of. I think they're going to definitely, uh, that freshman running back for Ohio State, I can't think of his name offhand right now. He's very good. Um, we're going to find out if Wisconsin's defense is for real. I know they're giving up a shade, uh, maybe a little bit over 12 points a game this year, but we're going to find out how good they are because Ohio State yeah. is Florida fast. Irvin Meyer has speed up there. We gonna find out how good oh, Wisconsin yeah. defense is. Wisconsin defense is, and we gonna find out if Ohio State's defense can be in the right place. Because yep. in the games that they have lost, they have been not very disciplined. All right, Eric TCU going up against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's number one offense in the country. TCU wants to redeem themselves from that embarrassing loss that they suffered a couple of Saturday nights ago. They, their uh, Gary Patterson believes his defense will get redemption, redemption this week in this game. What is your thought, Oklahoma TCU? Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma in this game. Um, I know it's hard to beat the same team twice a year, but um, I think that uh, Oklahoma should be able to win, especially if uh, um, players like Rodney Anderson and you know Baker Mayfield have a a solid performance, which I think that you're always going to see that with, with Mayfield. So uh, I, I think that although uh, TCU's defense has been pretty good most of the year, uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma in it. Will Baker Mayfield shake hands with TCU, Eric? <laughs> oh, I, I think he'll shake That was the Jayhawks that want to shake hands with them. But <laughs> I think he will. So, <laughs> so no obscene no, no gestures from Baker Mayfield this week, right? Everybody's in agreement for that. All right. Tony, uh, Oklahoma, TCU, I think this game is in Norman, Oklahoma. 
I'm surprised they're actually having a Big 12 championship yeah. game, but this should be interesting. What is your thoughts about that game? I think TCU is a little ticked off, but um, Baker Mayfield is no joke. I think it's going to come down to who executes and makes the fewest mistakes. Uh, this thing, with offense where they are, they both can get out of hand going, you know, high score. And if one person messes up, you miss a touchdown and get a field goal, that can be the game. Right. So it's going to, to me, it's going to come down to um, execution. And Baker Mayfield can get you a game. When they have Stoops there, Stoops could get you at least one game a year. Baker Mayfield can get you a game, and this may be the game that, you know, he's going to get. By him doing something Ooh. that you don't expect him to do. I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought up Stu because that's why I was going back. Go ahead, you go ahead and tell me what do you think about Oklahoma TCU? Before we even get started, remember with the first handshake. Of course he's gonna shake hands, but you know what? I'm hoping they don't shake his hand so he can go ahead and embarrass them. <laughs> he, like, he, th- he thrives off of that. He thrives off of that. Don't shake his hand. Oh yeah. Okay, don't shake his hand. And I, 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 I told you, I like Baker Mayfield. I like his attitude. I like that in a quarterback. So, of course, Oklahoma. But like you guys say, they can't want one mistake and oops, that's it. Because, you know, I can see a shootout. But if it's a shootout, they can make it. No, I don't see a shootout. I don't see a shootout. But you guys are going to notice a theme with me. I'm going, I'm, you're going to notice it. And I'm going to go with TCU. I think TCU gets the redemption that okay. they're seeking. I think TCU defense made some mistakes and Oklahoma exploited them like a great offense should. But I think mm-hmm. TCU cleans up those mistakes and they make Oklahoma earn it. No no five-yard passes are going for 70 yards in this game. I exactly. think against TCU. Yep. I think TCU <clears throat> will do what they need to. Yeah. All right. Somebody already said to beat the team twice. It is. SEC championship game. Speaking of beating the team twice, Auburn. Um, Kerryon Johnson says he, he said on social media that he expects to play. But I'm, I can't see how a guy can have a separated shoulder and still be, at, especially at running back, and be 100% right. going into this game. Georgia's wow. got to be really foaming at the mouth to get another shot at Auburn. I mean, that was a beatdown they took when they were ranked number one. So, Eric, Georgia, Auburn, SEC championship in Atlanta, Georgia, at the new house at Auburn. Blanks built the Mercedes in Stadium. Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Uh, well, what's I'm, your thought? Well, I I think um, uh, Auburn just got done playing a really physical game against Alabama. You know, even though they held Alabama to 14, you know, it's uh, always a physical game with the Crimson Tide and and carry on being injured as he is or banged up. Uh, no, I think that the game it's all going to depend on whether. Georgia can get their running game going, which they did not do a couple weeks ago. If they get Chubb and it might go going, then I think that Georgia will win, but it will be a close one. I think that it's going to be the closest contest that we see this weekend, and I don't think you're going to see another blowout, so it's uh, I think Georgia's going to win in a squeaker 28-27. Mm. Wow. Tony Jones, this is your conference, the SEC. What is your thoughts? I think um, Auburn's going to go in there and out-physical them. You know, Georgia playing in the East doesn't have to play that physical team like uh, you would in the West. And when you look, Auburn has played Clemson. They played Georgia and Alabama. Beat those two. And coming back, they have confidence. It's hard for you to um, win that second time. But I just think they're going to put the game on um, that young quarterback, Chauvin. So they're going to come in ready for, um, what's his name, Chubb and Tony Michelle. And it's going to be like, hey, man, if you're going to beat me, this freshman quarterback is going to do it. Right. And he couldn't do it the first time, and I just don't see him doing it this time. <clears throat> All right, Zach Flournoy, in your seat, hey, the I, SEC championship. Hey, uh, you said it's going to be in the Mercedes bench that don't, right? And even, hey, once upon a time, I've seen a Mercedes-Benz on the side of the road. So, yeah, I'm going with Auburn. <laughs> okay, just as in the age, I'm going with Auburn. Trust me on that guy. Okay. So, you're going to you roll, you roll it? Uh-huh. I'm going with Auburn. Okay. I'm going with those guys in the picking truck. 
Okay. All right. I'm going to stay with the redemption theme. I'm staying with the redemption okay. theme, Zach. I think Georgia right gets the revenge from that 40 to 6 beatdown they took at Jordan here. And I think they right. come out this time, play action, first play of the game, hit, try to hit Wims deep. That's the receiver, right? Number six, Wims. I think yeah. they're going to try uh-huh. to hit him yeah. deep, first play of the game. Yeah. First play, or within the first couple of plays. And I think Georgia's defense may have a little easier time with Carryon Johnson not being 100%. But, hey, who knows? I mean, but, I, but I'm kind of like um, Eric on this. I think it's going to be a close, contested contest. But I think this one that we're going to pick next will be the tightest one and the most competitive because it's got my Kings in it. All right, my A quick question. Will, Will, uh, Tony, uh-huh. Eric, you guys, I can't remember. Which shoulder is hurt? For Kerry and Johnson, that makes a big deal. You know why? Because that that painkiller is a mug. But which shoulder is hurt? I can't yeah. remember. And that, okay. If it's, I think it's the right arm. I think it's the right arm. Then they kind of screwed, man. Because you know, you shoot them painkillers up, it's hard to hold that ball. All right, then that yeah. makes a difference. I have to ask. All right, Eric. All right. The Clemson Tigers, ranked number one in the country, have been deemed the best-looking team in college football after their beatdown of South Carolina in their rivalry game last week. But a couple of weeks ago, they were struggling with a Florida State team that has a freshman quarterback and that actually came back from a 17 to nothing deficit. So it's mighty funny how that best team in college football thing changes from week to week. But it is what it is. <laughs> the Clemson Tigers, ranked number one. Miami coming off that disappointing loss to Pitt. What is your take, Eric? Well, um, I think it's definitely the most interesting game we're going to see this weekend. Well, you know, SEC is, is too, but um, SEC, ACC, they're both going to be great games. It's going to be no exception with that. Um, uh, Crimson Tigers have lots of great players on offense. They have three players with over 600 rushing yards. You know, they don't have a single superstar, I say, uh, so... Uh, nine different receivers have a touchdown pass this year, so they're gonna have, they have plenty of weapons to spread around for Kelly Bryant there. And uh, you know, I think it really just depends on Rozier and whether he has confidence coming into this week's game. You know, Mark Rick's got to make sure that he's um, you know that he's okay, that he's that he's um, confident, and 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 you know he he was quick to to. Uh, I guess solidify him, you know, or on, on Twitter he said, "Well, just so we're all clear, he's still our starter, even though he got benched in that last drive." And of course he will be, but um, I know you might not invite me back onto your show for saying this, but I think Clemson will win this game, 32 to 24. That that won't stop me from inviting you back on the show. That, that <laughs> oh, has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. All right, Tony, go ahead. Find me, Clemson. Your thought? Um, you know, we, we can say Clemson got all these receivers. Miami's got athletes all over the field. Um, they're not as experienced as Clemson, but sometimes that inexperience can work in your favor because you have no fear. And I truly believe whoever controls the line of scrimmage is going to win the game. So if Miami comes in there to play and, you know, their front seven is doing what they're supposed to do, they're going to slow Clemson down. Um, if they're in that quarterback's chest quite a bit, and if he gets hurt, you know he's been hurt before. And you know Miami comes in there; they like they like the pit bull. They they're not playing. So if they can get to Clemson's quarterback, that'll help them. Um, but if not, whoever wins the the line of scrimmage, offense and defense, that's who's going to win the game. All right, Zach, <clears throat> go ahead. This is a no-brainer for you, I know, but go ahead and anyway, give me say, your analysis. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Uh, of course. Okay, give me my analysis. Turn over chain, turn over chain, turn over chain, turn over chain. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at mm-hmm. that. Okay. But, you know, no, real talk, if, 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 I think the defense is angry. I really do. I'm being so serious, and I'm not being a homer, okay, because it's easy for me to say, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm going to remind me regardless, win, lose, or draw, that's my squad. But mm-hmm. I think they're angry. they got a point to prove that now – the Rozier, he has to, he has to show okay, that it was a fluke game, so it's on, it's on him. Because yeah. Miami had three touchdowns in that pit game that he overthrew, three. Yeah. So you can't say okay, and I hate people they blaming Mark Rich. You, you, you know. But again, I'm going with the turnover chain. Those kids are angry. Bandy, yeah. Bandy missing a pick he should have had. <clears throat> okay, they're they're young, they're angry, they don't know any better. 
So you got to you got to be you got you got to platoon too because remember when Bama played Clemson early this year in the championship, mm-hmm. Bama had a defense out of this world, but Clemson keep you on the field. And if That's you true. get behind the eight ball with them, it can be a long day for you. That's why I'm saying, whoever controls that line of scrimmage, you know, going to be the top dog. Because if you control the line of scrimmage, that means you slowing the running game down, you slowing the quarterback down. Now he can pass, but at least then you know what he's doing. Right. So true. <clears throat> wow, I'm so glad that you guys brought all of that up. Um, I I got something that I want to do. Um, I'm going to be in Charlotte for this game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking for. Yes, I'm going. I, I might not get into the game because I just don't have three hundred dollars to wait from football like that. But I'm going to be in Charlotte. <laughs> and since I'm going to be in Charlotte, I would love the opportunity to get to talk to the team. So. This is what I would say if I got a chance to talk to the team before they take the field. All right, you young men, let me tell you something. Tonight, you guys have got the the most important game of your life coming up. And what you guys got to do, you got to be prepared for this out for this outcome. You prepared all season for this. You want to win in the worst way, but you got to do the job to win. You got to understand that the other team isn't going to give this to you. You need it to be, you need to be at your best tonight. You got to look at your brother and you got to pick your brother up. You can't do the job by yourself. You can't win by yourself. You have to be able to be able to be a team tonight. You're going against the defending champion. They are the defending champion. But I can tell you, men, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. So you go out there tonight and you leave it all out there. Because I can tell you this much. You're going to remember this moment for the rest of your life to be called champion. Now, let's go out there and play Miami Hurricane football. Now, see, that's what I would say if I was talking to this team before they go out there. Only one thing. I forgot I left out. You know what's going to hurt Miami? What's that? I hate to say it. Herndon being out. He is going to hurt. Herndon is out. Turned but it doesn't work. matter. Next man up mentality. Next man up. Okay. And next I hope he plays like his dad then. He needs to play like his dad because the next man up is Michael Irvin Jr. You know that. He's next the starting tight end mm-hmm. this week. Wow. Next so man up. I hope his dad is talking to him. Son, represent my name well. Oh, you know he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know he is. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a nice touch with the Phil Collins music. <laughs> you can put me in the game. I'll play for you. <laughs> hey, and the plus, and plus, I did say this also because I, I'm telling you that halftime thing bothered me. That that picture will be in every player's locker, every yeah. friggin' player, all week oh, long. Yeah. I was just reminded it was 42 to zip, and they stayed on the field. They stayed on the field. I don't care mm-hmm. if it was discipline. I don't care what it was. 42 to nothing, they stayed on the field. I don't care about them showboating. I really like what they did, honestly, Tony and Harry and, and Zach. Mm-hmm. I like what they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, of course. That was, that, hey, it, it's not my problem that you don't have that you have a problem with the butt kicking you're getting, but you are getting a butt kicking. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> what can you do? Yeah. Now, you know what I'm hoping? You. I need, I need a Clemson that? coach to make the same mistake that Notre Dame defensive uh, coordinator made when he's like, they can have the chain. Everybody go get the rings. I need him to make that mistake and get it recorded. I need him to make, you know, mm-hmm. granted, anything to motivate those guys. I need something like that to get loose or come out of Clemson's camp. I think I, I think this it. is going to be – I think this game, the first quarter, is going to be very chippy. Um, you yeah, got to remember, Clemson got, a lot of Florida, Clemson got a lot of Florida guys on that team, and that Mullen kid is a South yeah. Florida product. I don't know if you know that, that cornerback. He's a, yeah. He's yeah. a very yeah. good South Florida product at cornerback quarter, at also. So it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be very cheap. And that, that, um, that Ray Ray McLeod kid that's from Fort Myers, my goodness, Fort Myers mm-hmm. produced speed. My, you talk about oh, DJ yeah. Spiller, Deion Sanders. You know, think about this, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, yep, definitely. You know, when you, you look at Clemson versus Miami, I look at, like, Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston. You got the old guard coming in there like, right. hey, I got this. But you got this upstart. And Miami, dude, just watching them play this year, you know, uh-huh. I watched and I was like, my God, man, they just keep finding a way to win. 
And see, even if Clemson is winning, if you mess around with Miami, Miami has so much talent, they get a turn over here, or you don't cover a receiver there, and they right back in the game. So, Correct. Um, to me, it's like Miami sometimes can play in a game where they'll be in a lull, and you'll get up on them. And you think, oh, we got this, and then something happens. Man, that turnover happened, and Big Mo swing the other way, and it's like, oh, my God. So, to me, it's like Sonny Liston versus Muhammad Ali. You know, hopefully, you know, we can get the same result. You know, I'm always pulling for the Florida teams. I would love to see Miami beat them. <laughs> right. I think we're going to get a dog fight. Being a Florida State fan. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, we're, going to get, I think we're going to get a dog fight. I think it will be a dog fight between these two teams. Um, Miami just can't. They, they, but one thing about Miami, they play to the level of their competition. They played Florida That's State. True. They were up. Exactly. They were ready. Yeah. Uh, when they played mm-hmm. Virginia Tech, they were ready. When they played Notre Dame, they were ready. I can tell Clemson this much. Don't, don't look at that team that played against Pitt. Look at that team um, that played those three other teams that's comparable yeah. in speed to them. And right. that game against Florida State will be your indicator that Miami, it, it, it's not the same on Miami. They are for real. They just no, had that, no, they no, had that moment. Yeah, yep. they had that moment last week. All right, Mr. Tony Jones and Eric, I want to thank you guys for filling in for Mike today. We really appreciate it. You guys are welcome to join us anytime on a Monday when we record 430. Let me know, and uh, we can definitely do that. I had fun. I hope you yes, guys had man. fun. All definitely, right, bro. Yeah, appreciate you. you. Appreciate the invite. Man, God bless both of you guys, man. Yes, sir. Zach Florinoid, my brother, I know you got to do what you got to do to earn them real nickels and everything like that and how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, one of the things that we do when we close this podcast every week is we say this. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer does what, Zach? It changes things, man. That's real. It's changes things. We will holler to you guys next week. Be easy, be safe, and I hope everybody enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I really do. That was enjoyed your family, spending time with your family. So, but next week we'll be back. And hey, yo, Mike Walker, feel better, boy. Feel better. Yes, sir. All right, big Definitely, Mike. Definitely, Mike. Get better, bro.